are listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I am author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're checking off another box on the 2021 Reading Glasses Challenge. Get rid of a book you don't want anymore. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I am reading a book that came out earlier this year. Um, It's called Lore by Alexandra Bracken. Do you know this book? Oh, I saw this on your Instagram, and I'm very curious because yeah. the cover is really cool. Because well, it fits a lot of checks a lot of boxes for um, our 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 listeners' wheelhouses. Because it's got ancient gods, it's uh, urban fantasy, it's um, not quite a retelling, but basically the idea is that every seven years, um, nine Greek gods are forced to walk the earth as mortals, um, and they. And so there's these gods that have to be mortals uh, just for, uh, I think it's just a week or something. Um, And then the descendants, these people who know about this, all try to kill them. Because if you kill one, you can take their power and be immortal. Um, so, so kind of like a Highlandery situation. It's a little bit of a Highlandery situation, sure is. So, um, and then the main character is Laura, who, um, whose whole family was like, there's, a, she's one of like the line of the hunters, and her whole family was murdered by another line, and she was like, I'm done with this. I'm never going to be involved with this again. Of course, what you can imagine is that one day, at the very beginning, Athena shows up on her doorstep, bleeding to death, and she's like, Oh no. Uh, and so she gets drawn back into this world where everyone's hunting and all these uh, these gods have, like, come back uh, to be alive for this short period of time and they have to, like, fight for their lives. Um, it is great. It's very epic. Um, it's huge. It's like, I, I mean, people, I when I put it on my Instagram, people are like, oh, my God, lore. Like, people loved this book. So um, I'm very excited to see what happens. I'm only about a third of the way through, but it's it's very exciting. It has a real, like adventure book kind of feel, uh, but then with all these, like, powers and gods, and uh, it's a really great, it's really well-written, it's super fun, uh, I'm super enjoying it. Uh, what, what are you reading, Mallory? I am reading a book that I actually think you should read, and I think a bunch of our listeners are going to really enjoy. It's Dial A for Aunties by uh, Jesse Q. Sutanto. I have it from the library right now. It's, like, waiting on my Kindle for me to read. <sighs> Oh my God, you're going to love it. So it's like a murder mystery mixed with a rom-com. And it's about this young woman. She's in her 20s. She's a photographer and her mother and her three aunties, they all run this wedding company. Like one of them does hair and makeup. One of them does the cakes. She's the photographer, but she has always felt like her her family is this Chinese Indonesian immigrant family. And she feels like the need to, she doesn't really want to be a part of the family business, but she feels obligated to, to like stay home and be with them. Um, but because of that, she ended up leaving the love of her life behind in college. She hasn't talked to him for years. And um, as much as her family is happy that she is, staying with them and like she lives with them and uh, they still want her to, to, um, uh, to have some love. So one day she finds out that her mother has been impersonating her on a dating website and has set up a blind date with her for her. Um, and she ends up going on it. The guy is a scumbag and she accidentally ends up murdering him. She calls all of her mom and her aunt. This is not, none of this is spoilers. This is all, all stuff that they tell you on the back of the book. And she immediately calls her mom and her three aunties to help hide the body. And, of course, accidentally, the body ends up getting sent to the huge wedding that they're all doing the next day. Uh, and who's at the wedding? But her childhood, or, but, but her uh, the love of her life that she left behind in college. So it's like the whole book is like a mix of her 
re-falling in love with this guy and like trying to rekindle something while at the same time her and her mom and her three aunties trying to hide this dead body in and amongst this like billionaire wedding. It's one of those books that's like it's it's truly laugh out loud funny but through the whole thing there's like all these almost almost misses and almost moments where they almost get caught and it's like almost a little bit stressful because you're just like oh my god i hope that nobody finds this body but it is truly a fucking blast i really really hope that it gets um optioned it gets turned into a movie because it would be so fucking much fun and i'm having a blast reading it uh so that is dial a for aunties by jesse q sutanto And mine is Lore by Alexandra Brecken. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Dave wrote in with a hot library tip. (laughs) I forgot that's what we were doing. I forgot that was our joke. Oh, yeah. Is there a way to combine a shush with with an alarm? Like shush. It could be like a a techno kind of shush, like a shh, 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 shh. Okay, I oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, like shh, 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 shh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dave says, you mentioned libraries that have a dial a story service, and I just wanted to pass along a project one of my coworkers has been working on as a response to COVID restrictions on our programming. On the line is a dial a poem program we've launched this April for National Poetry Month, oh. featuring a new poem each week. Just dial 401 900 1090 to hear the latest reading. Looking forward to hearing about other dial in programs librarians are sharing. And that's for, at the Cranston Library in Rhode Island. Oh, how I miss Rhode Island. That is really fucking cool. That is so cool. I love that. I'm going to dial that as soon as we get done. Maybe I know, I'll even, I want to hear. I'll, I'll, if I, if I, maybe I'll drop in the sound right here and like you can hear part uh. of the poem. Yeah, like what a lovely, what a way to start your day. Have a nice hot, hot cup of coffee and dial in to hear a, a poem. Love I love it. that. Uh, Molly wrote in, I'm a longtime listener and supporter of the show, which has helped me become a smarter reader and more creative writer over the past couple of years, but I have never participated in the community. I sent you the Scotch Laminator. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. This is Molly. Oh my God. Love this. It, it wouldn't let me put my name on it because Amazon sucks. Yeah, we got that in the mail and we didn't know who it was from. Um, I am so excited. Uh, Molly says uh, she can't wait to hear our book tech review. We did open it live on our Instagram, which y'all can check out, but we do need to do a book tech review of the actual laminator. Oh. I'm already so in love with the, the laminator. Uh, back when you were trying to get a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts, I left a five star review as a number of one thousand under an embarrassing screen name from my youth. <laughs> See if you could find it. When I submitted the review, there were nine hundred and ninety eight. However, by the time my review was published a few minutes later, some asshole snuck in a one star review before me, pushing mine to number a thousand. Well, that's fine. You did a five star review. Uh, there's stupid one star on the grounds that you refuse to badmouth books you don't like. Just wanted you to know that <laughs> that number one thousand was the. Glo- review you deserve because I know how special that milestone was. Wow. Good job, Molly. I, w- I don't think... Uh, Thank you, Molly. And I also love the idea that someone was like, they don't want to talk about... They don't want to say bad things about books. One star. Ah, that's very funny. Who's... Who's... Who's mad about that? The Wicked Witch of the West? Like, this is such I a, like... Know, like Imagine wanting, like, oh, I only want to listen to podcasts that talk badly about books. What a horrible life you live. I'm glad you don't listen to this podcast. Um, uh, okay, uh, Molly's continued. Uh, um, uh, I just want to let you know that number 1,000 was a glowing review you deserve because I know how special the milestone was. I don't think you ever did a special activity, and I remember Mallory asking for suggestions. Maybe you could raise $1,000 for a literacy program, or maybe you can do nothing because that ship is kind of sailed and you already do a lot. Uh, well, I, I do want to say, like so this. Molly gave us this idea, and it's something we've actually had in the works and kind of got pushed back because of the Maximum Fund Drive, but we do have a charity event that we have been working on 
on with a special a couple of special guests actually and we're really excited about it but it maximum fun drive kind of um made it made it push back but we are uh planning on doing something really cool and then and um when Molly wrote in to say that we should uh, raise money for a thousand reviews, I was like, this is perfect. Uh, so Molly, thank you for the laminator. Also, and, thank you for that great idea. And, and stay tuned at some point in the future for this event. And I feel like also we could do like a fundraiser during our readathon, maybe. Ooh. Like if we can idea. do like a, cause Instagram lets you do fundraisers live on Instagram now. Like you can, if you oh, do that's live. that's a great things, idea. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, finally, Molly's Wheelhouse. Anything that takes place in Boston or Texas. What? No wonder you listen to this show. Uh, <laughs> buy plus characters, especially if they say the sentence, I'm a bisexual at some point. Uh, Love it. <laughs> punk histories, punk riot girl fiction, YA about discovering feminism, depressed, emotionally distant, and or alcoholic narrators, uh, body positive romance, memoirs by female comedians, uncomplicated portal worlds i think statues but tbd not sure if statues are on the list yet we gotta see i'm very interested in the statue thing um, the first book that came to mind for that is like maybe piranesi maybe i was thinking that hank green book um uh oh, where the statue right, right, like right. appears yeah. you know all these statues God, i never thought of statues as a wheelhouse item but i think maybe there are a bunch of books with statues love it them. love it oh the book i just optioned the atrocities a lot of statues in that one Oh, yeah. Congratulations to Bria with her new uh, production company's option, The Atrocities by Jeremy C. Ship. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a that's a statue. They got a lot of statues in that book. Very exciting. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about getting rid of a book, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is supported in part this week by StoryWorth. If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, this is the one. This has been a tough year on everybody. And I have a lot of great father figures in my life and a great stepfather and a great father. And I really appreciate them and all that they've done for me in the past year and how supportive they've been because we've all been through a lot. It's been a really rough year. I think this is the time to give your father person in your life a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps every father figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a different story prompt, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what is your favorite story about your father? Or what things are you proudest of in life? These are great ways to get to know this person. It's not the kind of thing you always ask your father, right? These are questions that like, you know, over time, you quit asking these kind of questions, but StoryWorth gets down to it. And then after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your dad's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that is shipped for free. There's no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories, and they make your family feel close, even if you're not together. This is... Very fun. I got one of these for my mom. She got them for all of her siblings. It's great. Now we have these great books that tell their stories. And I learned so much about my mom. And she learned about her siblings. And it's just a very fun way to connect with your family. And then you'll always have this keepsake book. So give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right now with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash glasses. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash glasses for $10 off. Glasses. 
From the internationally acclaimed creators of Who Shot Ya comes the movie podcast Maximum Film, starring producer and film festival programmer Drea Clark as a woman bound by passion. I saw this eight months ago on the festival circuit, and I loved it. Film critic Alonzo Duralde as a man corrupted by greed. Why watch one Hallmark Christmas movie when I can watch seven? And comedian Ifiwadiwe as a man protecting a love that society simply won't accept. I think Pacific Rim is a perfect movie. And if you can't accept that, then I want you out of my life. From the makers of the movie podcast, Who Shot Ya, comes Maximum Film. That's right. We changed the name of our show to Maximum Film. But don't worry. We're still a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. So tune in to Maximum Film at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're ticking off another box on the 2021 Reading Glasses Challenge, Get Rid of a Book You Don't Want. We've all had it happen. Maybe a book was gifted to you and you know you never want to read it. Maybe you bought an audiobook that you ended up not liking and now it's been living on your phone for years. Maybe your e-reader is full of books that you DNF'd. That's do not finish. Um, it's time to clean house. Yeah. And we put this on the 2021 challenge because it's something that happens to all of us. Every one of us, we know it's hard to get rid of books. It's hard to get rid of all sorts of shit. We have these weird sentimental attachments to things, especially books, especially like, you know, well, Mallory, why don't you talk about some of the reasons that you think people keep books? Yeah, I think there's a bunch of reasons we're all reluctant to get rid of books. Uh, maybe you're feeling guilty because you paid for it mm -hmm. or someone gave it to you. Maybe you think that one day you'll read it again and you'll like it. I think the core of the reluctance is the fact that when you get rid of a book, it feels like you're definitively saying, I'm never going to read this. And that feels bad because obviously it's not like books go bad. You know, it feels <laughs> like you are uh, getting rid of a potential thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also I think the money thing really stops people because they're like, well, I paid for this. Like same way with like clothes or anything like that where you're like, well, I paid for this. Uh, but there is this whole fallacy of like once you own something, you think it's worth more than it's actually worth. Uh, like when you like, uh, I, I can't remember the book that talks about it, but like if you bought like a shirt or something, if you see the shirt in the store, you're like, that's worth 20 bucks. But if it's at your house, you're like, it's worth 30. Like something happens when you own a thing where you're like, this is worth more because I own it. Um, I think that definitely is, that definitely happens. Yeah, and there are a lot of good reasons to get rid of books that you don't want. One, there's more space for books that you do want. Mm. Um, two, you can have those books do some good or find a home with someone who will want them. You know, we've done a bunch of episodes on how to donate books, so you can check those out. Um, Bria, what did you do for this part of the challenge? I I did a shelf clean. I cleaned out my TBR shelf, which people who listen to the show will know that I have— I don't read real life books that often. So there are so many on that shelf that just sent there that are sent to us or gifted to me. They somehow end up in my life. I feel like I sometimes get books like through magic. Like they just like, I'm like, where do these books come from? I have like a pile a of books. There's a little portal no idea. in your yeah. house that <laughs> books just come dump, through. Dump books in there. Um, so I made a box of the ones I feel like I'll never read. Um, and then I put the box by my door. <laughs> this is very complicated, but I'm trying to get a certain amount of steps every day. And so there's a little free library about 3,000 steps from my house. I don't know how far that is. That could be, what is that, like a mile? Half a mile? I literally have no idea. That Depends could be on like how big, I mean, three meters. For and you, no idea. you're pretty small. So your steps are probably, three Bria steps might be worth like, <laughs> I don't know. 
when I'm not like an elf. Like, I, like it's like they're not. I have like normal. Yeah, but people you're not legs. like a six foot four. I have a long person. stride though. I have a long stride. You do. You do. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. We'll have to test out how many step, how many steps a Bria, how, how how long a Bria step is. But a little free library is great because I can walk there. It's six thousand steps. I go drop off like two or three books. Uh, I, and I walk back, I get my 6,000 steps, um, and I did it a little bit at a time. So it wasn't like me dropping off like 40 books at this little tiny library. It was like, I dropped off like two or three every like couple of days. And maybe I grabbed a few books too. They had some good books in there. <laughs> I, I did do a little bit of exchange. Uh, but, uh, this was great. I actually like got a lot out of this and it was a good, like, I like a walk with a goal. So it like gave me a goal. Like, so at the end I was like, okay, I'm donating these books. I'm getting them out of my house. And also it makes me feel good. Cause I'm like, it's great. Cause I'd go back every few days and be like, oh, that book got taken. Uh, and then some wouldn't get taken. And I would feel a little bad about those ones. I'd feel ho- sorry for the book a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I totally know what you mean. When, but then also um, I'm like, should I take that one back? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is only, it's only been like a few weeks. Like, even if it's been like a month, I feel like that's okay. Um, Mallory. Oh, for sure. I there when I lived in Los Feliz, there was a little free library um, over near Los Feliz Boulevard, and Jeremy and I used to take walks and bring books over there. And I'd be so excited, like when we'd go, like a couple of days later, and the books would be gone. Yeah. But then if I saw uh, if I went a couple of days later, and the books would be still there, I'm like, why doesn't anyone want you? I know. As if I wasn't the person who. Like dumped it off there. <laughs> I know. It's like you didn't want it either. Uh, I know, but I feel bad for that book. And then I also feel bad. I'm like, should I take that back? Was that like a bad donation? I decided, no, you get these donations. No. If you're taking the good ones, you're taking the ones that no one wants. Uh, uh, Mallory, what did you do for this challenge? I knocked this part of the challenge out of the fucking park this year um, because we moved. Um, so before we moved, I got rid of like, I think it was five huge boxes of books. Like, you know those boxes that you get all your imperfect produce in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was one of those full filled with books. Um, so when we were packing, I just, I normally, it's the first big, big book purge I'd ever done in my entire life. But we, I, we were like, okay, this is a huge move. I'm going to get rid of as many books as possible. So as, as I was packing the books, I was going through them and picking out all the ones that I read. And the ones that I got rid of specifically the, were the ones that I had read and didn't love mm-hmm. they weren't books that i hadn't read yet they were books that i had already read and like like i pick up i remember picking one book up and i was like i know i read this but i don't remember anything about it like i obviously right. didn't care that much about yeah, it yeah although i will say i kept catching jeremy picking books out of the pile <laughs> and putting it in his boxes i was like what are you doing <laughs> it's like a cartoon where like somebody you're putting them in someone else is taking them out oh my god i was it was so funny um but so i did this for a couple of reasons one I've moved, so I didn't even do a book purge when I moved from L, from Brooklyn to LA. But this for this one, we were moving literally up a mountain. You know, the less heavy books we didn't we didn't have to haul up, the better. Um, so otherwise, your car just start you know, rolling backwards, like it's just weighted oh the boy, back. And it your was, car just like <laughs> literally our moving truck was filled to the brim. Like it looked like someone had scooped up a bunch of things and like put the cap on it. There was so much stuff in there. Um, and two, I have a lot of books, you know, space, space is always at a premium in, in my house, especially five, count them, five of our Billy bookcases from Ikea broke during the move. Whoa. Wow. No longer recommending those, huh? And the sad part is we bought more when we got up here. What? Um, Because (laughs) you just can't beat the price of a Billy bookcase. Mm. Um, but they're 
being Ikea furniture, they were not great during the move. And they just like the mover. <laughs> it was a really funny situation because the movers were like, ma'am, just throw these away. And I was like, no, can't you wrap it up? And Jeremy was like, no, no, babe, we're just throwing these away. Um, so I used to want to collect all the books that I could uh, because I love the look of a house full of books. I love the look of a huge bookcase filled with books. But I've moved so many times that it's honestly just too overwhelming. Like I would almost cried a couple of times during our move because I was like, we just have too oh, much stuff. I cry every time I move. Often. I also often Ugh. I'm like, because I always, my, that is, it's the stuff where I'm like, why do I own this? And then I'm like, why can't I get rid of it? Is my sister make me feel like I'm a hoarder? And then I'm like... Uh, yeah, I feel I, I feel always feel like completely out of sorts when I'm moving. Yeah, I felt like a tiny turtle with a huge shell. And I was like, how am I going to move all this? I was just like so frustrated. And honestly, now that we're up here, it feels really nice to have a library. So I have two two sides to my library now. I reorganize my books. I have one side that's all books that I have read and loved. And the other side is books I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at that, those bookcases that are full of books that I've already read and loved like feels really nice to like know that there's no books in there that I'm like, mm, not really into like, oh, this is just all-star all book, all-star book. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You got only got the, the five stars, the best of the best. Yeah. So I, I really like that feeling and I no longer feel like, like overburdened with a bazillion books. I mean, we still have a lot. We have one, two, three, four. Oh, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine. Ten. We have 10 bookcases, floor to ceiling bookcases in our house, and they're all full. Um, it's a lot of books. <laughs> I cannot believe you trusted old Billy again, though. What a. <laughs> uh, we honestly Billy we really you. thought about it, and we looked around. And the thing that really sold us on buying more Billy's is one, we're probably we're not going to be moving for a while. And two, they're less expensive than other bookcases. And three, we almost wanted to buy like, you know, just like antique used bookcases. But then we'd have a bunch of things that don't match and are like different Mm -hmm. heights and different widths and stuff. So if we wanted them all to be uniform and um, Ikea has really got got a chokehold on the on the world of bookcases. They do look really nice. So. And I will say the Billy bookcases that I had had been through four moves already. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was about time to take them to that farm upstate <laughs> <laughs> with all the other Billy. The farm run around bookcases. with all the other Billies. <laughs> I did feel bad. Um, but yeah, so folks, we're very interested to see what you're doing for this part of the challenge, how you're getting rid of books, whether you're going to recycle them, donate them, give them to somebody else. Um, Oh, and that's the thing I, I forgot to say. So we these five huge boxes of books, and we ended up bringing them to the Iliad, which is a used bookstore in Burbank, California, um, that had a hard time during COVID. And I mean, I'm talking, these were five bo- boxes full of like brand new hardcover books mm-hmm. that had only been read once. Like the Iliad people, like their eyes like turned into hearts when we walked in because we just donated them. They, they, they brought out a little dolly cart for us and we put all the boxes on and, and wheeled it into the store. Um, so it feels really nice that I'm, that we're helping out a, a used bookstore that we both love in, in Burbank. And, uh, and those were five heavy boxes we did not have to carry into the house. Exactly. So yeah, you can send your thoughts on this part of the challenge to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. And before we do a very special book tech segment, we're going to take a quick break. This week is sponsored in part by better help. That's better help. H E L P. Hey, y'all. 
You know we love therapy over here. We, we think therapy is very important. And we like talking about mental health. It's really important. That's why we're excited to be sponsored in part by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. Y'all know you love texting. You love live chats. They'll match you with a therapist in under 48 hours, and it's easy to change therapists if needed. And, and that's great. That really helps. And remember, you don't need a traumatic event to benefit from therapy. Maybe you feel anxious or depressed or stressed. Uh, maybe there's an event happening in your life that's coming up that you want to prepare for. Maybe you're going through a big life change. Or maybe just like every day you're kind of like, I think I need someone else to talk to. You can get some tools to cope and make your life just a little bit easier. Uh, obviously, Mallory and I both go to therapy. We think it's very important. This is a great way for you to talk every week to a professional person, to burden the people in your life a little bit less, and, and to, to get your mental health into a better state. Plus, BetterHelp is way more affordable than in-person therapy. So see if it's for you. Reading Glasses listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com glasses. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash glasses glasses welcome back to fireside chat on kmax with me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the west coast oliver wong and morgan rhodes go ahead caller hey uh i'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful but like also helps me discover artists and albums that i've never heard of yeah, man, sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself, and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Now let's look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. This week we have a very special book tech this segment like, because like, I bought an e-reader. <laughs> Yay! This is like uh, those episodes of like the very special episodes on like Say by the Bell where like Jesse does drugs. You know the very special book segment. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that episode. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good I one. I very, very vividly remember that episode because um, I'm of, of the Saved by the Bell people. I'm obviously a Jesse. Um <laughs> so yes folks i bought an e-reader uh i am very excited about it and we're going to talk talk in depth about our e-reader and the pr various pros and cons um so first off bria we know that you were a kindle person what kind of kindle do you have i have a kindle paperwhite which is lit in such a way that you know you, it doesn't it like doesn't keep you up at night or whatever. Um, I've had it for maybe this one for maybe like four years. I also own a waterproof Kindle uh, that is sitting oh. on my shelf. I got as a gift and I plan on using that once I destroy this Kindle, which will inevitably happen at some point. I will <laughs> lose it or destroy it. The fact that I've had it for four years is kind of a fucking miracle. Uh, what about you? What did you get, Mallory? Tell us all about it. So I finally bought myself a Kobo. Um, and I wanted to talk about it during this particular episode because so during our move, I was so frustrated with all these really heavy boxes of books, especially because I get really mad at Jeremy because he's one of those people that packs really heavy boxes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, no, so you can't do that. You got to do like books. half pillows, half books. 
Yeah. And all the boxes that Jeremy packs were like, so like 40 pounds. I was, and I was getting really frustrated and I was like, I'm buying a fucking e-reader when we get up the mountain. Um, and then I did, I, I kept my promise to myself. So it's a Kobo Libra H2O. It was a, one of the more, a little bit more expensive ones. It was 160 bucks. Um, and I did this because one, I was really grumpy about, uh, the books that we were carrying up the mountain, but also, um, I'm really sick of reading advanced e-copies of books on my phone. We, whenever we get arcs now, um, it's much more common for us to get, um, e-books and I had been e- reading a lot of them on my phone and it was very frustrating to me because I don't like reading on my phone. But I um, think it's good they're doing I'm, the e-arcs. I like they're doing e-arcs because it's saving money oh yeah. and so many more people can get them. You know, they don't have to- And like, so many more trees. So many more trees being, and like there's a lot of arcs we get that like we never fucking read and like we didn't really yep. want them in the first place. So like an e-arc is great because yes. it doesn't, it's no no harm, no foul, you know? Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I'm also trying to read more eBooks from the library too, um, because it's a little bit harder for me to get to the library than when I was, when I was living in LA. So I've just been getting more eBooks, um, even though I am, I have been getting some print books. Um, it's also apparently waterproof, um, although I'm way too nervous to test this. Um, (laughs) but the real reason that I bought the Kindle, the Kobo, Kobo Libra, um, is that it has page turning buttons on the side. Ah, okay. Okay. So I was using my... My boyfriend, so Jeremy has a Kindle Paperwhite, um, and I w- had been using that for a little bit, um, but I have a hard time with the swiping sometimes. Hmm. I don't know why. I Are just your fingers not-, not real? Maybe. Maybe you have I have alien fingers? I also have, <laughs> I have very sweaty anxiety person fingers, so that could be it. Huh. I don't know. I've never had a problem with it. Tur- sometimes it turns too much. Like, I'll accidentally put my finger on it, and it turns before I'm ready. But other than that, Jeremy doesn't have any problems either. Maybe weird. it's just me, but I was very intrigued. I'll, I'll show you right now. This little, is how we find like out you're an alien. Buttons. Oh, right uh-huh. Here. Yeah, the buttons. Yeah, got it. And I, I love them. Um, so, Bria, what are what would you say are the pros and cons of your Kindle? Two big cons. One, it's owned by Amazon. That's a big con. Um, the second con that I have I've had trouble with lately is that if someone sends me a PDF, uh, and many arcs are PDF. Uh, I can't make the writing bigger in a convenient way. Like, there's no way to increase the letter size on a PDF for some weird reason. And I could do it when I had, like, an iPad, but I can't do it on my Kindle. So um, you can, like, every page you can make bigger, bigger, like, individually. Like, you flip the page and then you increase it or whatever. But it's fucking, that's a pain in your ass. And Kindle, it's not easy to, like, move around the page. It's not an iPad. It's very different technology. Um, and I was recently sent a PDF of a book that I needed to read. And the letters were so damn tiny, tiny I ended up buying the book, even though I'd been sent wow. the book because it was just like I needed the letters to be bigger because I, as I'm, as some people know, I'm struggling with my up-close vision. But it's, I'm not quite at level of reading glasses yet. So, like, I'm, like, I, I'm some, somewhere in between. So I like my print to be a little bit bigger than, like, a very tiny print that's, like, you know, on on the Kindle. Um, there's probably a way around this where you can, like, make it bigger with a PDF. So if listeners know, let me know. But I have tried, and I have not figured it out. Those are my two Kindle cons. But as most people know, I got a lot of pros. I I mean, I, I years ago, an ex-boyfriend gave me the Kindle, and I was like, I'm never going to fucking use this. Like, I love a physical book. I'm never going to use this. And then once I realized I could get books from the library, and I could get books, and books were cheaper— because uh, the the e version is cheaper, 
And I could put a lot of books on my Kindle and not have to worry about like when I'm traveling because I'm traveling so much. Or even if I'm just laying in bed and feeling lazy and I'm like, I want to switch to a different book. You know, I can always have like several books going and it's not a big deal to switch back and forth between them. Man, So you dump him, keep the Kindle. Dump the boy, keep the Kindle. Yes, is exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was just great. It was really life-changing. And I felt like I read, I actually started reading a lot more because I, especially like, you know, like it'll be dark and I get in bed and I'm like, oh, I don't want to bug, bug him or something, but I could use the Kindle. Whereas before when I used physical books, I always felt like I was bothering somebody. Um, so yeah, I love, I obviously love my e-reader. Uh, and maybe I'll switch over to the Kobo after I kill this one and then kill my Kindle, Kindle waterproof one. Uh, maybe I'll try the Kobo. Well, tell me about the Kobo pros and cons. Uh, so I really like it so far. Battery life is good. Although I will say for the first, first couple of days I was using it, I kept waking up and, and the battery was low and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was because one of my fucking cats was walking over it oh. in the middle of the night and turning it on and leaving it on for like eight hours. Um, so I have learned my lesson in keeping put it in a cat uh, cat safe zone, um, but other than that, the battery life is good. I really love the page turning buttons. I'm very very into the buttons. Uh, it's a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be. Um, I still read mostly print books, uh, but it's been amazing so far for reading ebooks and e arcs. I think my my reading now is probably sixty percent print books, twenty percent ebooks, twenty percent audiobooks. Um, and the one thing I really like that I think you'll be interested in, I'm about, I'm about to show you, is that when you put it, like turn it off and make it go asleep, it leaves the book cover of the book that you're reading on the front of the Kindle or yeah, on the, on the Kobo. Them. Oh, you're reading Parakeet. Uh, yeah, same, yeah, with, very same good. with Kindle. Kindle does that now as well. Um, yeah, Jeremy, so the old Kindle that I was using that Jeremy had did not do that. So I was excited to see that that's been it, happening. It might now because the it's a recent update in the Kindle. Like there's a recent... Mine didn't, and now it does. And by the way, old Kindles have buttons. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the biggest con I can see so far, and I've seen other Kobo users talk about this in our Slack channel, is that the software makes it a bit clunky to transfer books to sometimes. Um, I'm still figuring out the program. Um, and please note, I haven't actually bought any ebooks from the Kobo store yet. Uh, I use it exclusively for library books from Overdrive. Um, in advanced copies of books, I got a blurb or like read for the show. So I haven't purchased any books on it yet. I will keep folks up to, updated when I do that. Um, I've also seen some folks who have trouble returning books from the library on it. Um, mm. I haven't run into that problem yet, but I've been keeping an eye on it. They don't um, return automatically? Um, when you finish reading, it says, do you want to return? And I say, yes. And it did. So I didn't have a... but. Mine returning, even if I, it doesn't ask, I have, it does not ask me permission. It just sends them back. If I'm not done, wow. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it just sends them back. Well, I'm, I'm talking about when you finish a book, it like gives you that option. Do you want to return it early? Oh, I don't think mine does that. I just have to go online and manually do that. Um, but I, again, I haven't run into the problem, but I've seen some folks, um, who've had problems with it, but I will say once you get a book on it, I love the interface. I am, I'm now a hybrid reader. Wow. Um, hybrid reader. <laughs> <laughs> so Priya, are you overall happy with your e-reader? Oh yeah. I live in, I love my e-reader. I, I mean, yeah, it's the, you know, when you're like traveling and you're like, what cords do I need to bring? I always am like, what, what cords? It's my, I, it's my computer cord, my phone cord and my e-reader cord. Those are the cords that I, that's how I know it's an important cord, important device to me is that I always am like, eh, if my, I watched, if my, I mean, if my, um, 
Fitbit dies, no big deal. Like I'll just not wear it for a couple of days or something. Although if I'm going for a long time, obviously I'd bring it. But uh, but the, but I bring that 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 cord everywhere just in case it starts to die because I would be so sad if it died uh, on a plane or something when I needed it. Um, yeah, I really like it. I mean, again, the first early versions I had, they. I, they would literally, Mallory, it was crazy. They would suddenly like start doing crazy stuff where they would just like flip the pages really fast. Like something happened, the electronics of them where they were like completely get fucked up so quickly. But I I think that they've made them stronger or something because I drop this thing all the time. Nothing bad has happened. Knock on wood. I think I'll probably lose it before I break it, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, What about you? I mean, this is a big change for you. This is a life change. This is a lifestyle change. This is a this is definitely a lifestyle change, um, but so far I'm overall really happy with it. Um, I think the thing I like most about it is that it makes reading in any position really comfortable because um, on this one, you can turn it on and turn it and it can go in like landscape mode. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Which I really like. So I, you know, I like to read on my side and um, it makes reading with one hand like just super comfortable. And I also, like like you said, I like to be able to make the font bigger. I love a book with a big font. Yeah. Like if I'm grabbing a print book and I open it up and there's a big font and it's not like a bunch of tiny words or like the um, the page line, like the um, line spacing is uh, is is too too uh, narrow. Um, I don't know what the right, right word to describe that is. Like I don't like it. No. I like, uh, it's hard. Hard to read. I mean – Maybe it was fine. Maybe if you're 16, but not if you're approaching 40 quicker than you can even imagine me. Well, it also makes you feel like you're going faster when you have a book with a bigger font because you're reading each page quick, more quickly. So I'm like, ooh, I'm flying through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also will say e-readers are good for bed readers. Uh, I'm yeah. definitely curious about the other types of e-readers, but I can't think of anything else I'd really want. Um, so what I've actually started doing is leaving my Kobo mostly lives next to my bed. So I'll have like a, a library book or a book that I have to blurb next to the bed and I'll just read a few chapters before I go to bed because it's so comfortable to read in the covers. Yeah, I think that that's part of that. That, that definitely like me being a bed reader really plays into the the using of the e-reader. Like I use it much more, I think, because I lay in bed and read all the time. Um, I I don't think what's what's been really nice, and I was so reluctant to get an e-reader for a long time, and I'm glad that I got past this. That is that so far it hasn't been a replacement for my other kinds of reading, but it's been an enhancement for like again the, all the books that I have to would have to read on my computer or on my phone, um, or. I, and I'm sure some folks have had this happen where like maybe the library, you want to get a book from the library, but they don't have it in print. They only mm. have it as an e-reader. Um, so it was really helpful for, for me to look at it as a way to not to replace my print books, but just to sort of fill in all the gaps that my print books can't fill. Yeah, that's, um, that makes sense. That makes sense. By and, the way, I, I love that we, that the one, one thing we like we're testing this on is how, how well does it work in bed? We're very much like, <laughs> oh, yeah. how can I make my life more bed centric? <laughs> oh, for sure. Especially with those big comforters that we mm-hmm. got. Oh yeah. Like I, I, well, if you are a print reader who likes to read in bed, you know that sometimes like it's hard to get in a comfy position yeah. with that book on top of all your blankets. And this has been, it's been so nice. I ha- I like that it has a day mode and a night mode with the lighting. Yeah. Um. So oh. at night. um, I don't have that. Like we can. Oh, it's really nice. You can uh, change like the temperature of the light mm. um, and change like how bright it is. So it's been nice to read in bed while poor Jeremy's trying to sleep. Um, yeah, obviously you can change the brightness on the Kindle, but there's only one mode and that mode is paper white. 
the mode the mode is it looks like this <laughs> uh so at daytime it's more of like a warmer yellowy mm. pa- like looks like a page and at night it gets kind of more bluey um but it's not it's nice i like it and it does that automatically like depending on the time time zone that you're in um but I think it's a great. It, I I don't think anything's ever gonna knock me off of being a mostly print print reader. But it's been a really nice addition to my reading life, and especially now that we're we're up here and I'm not gonna be getting to the library or getting as many print books from the library. It's been great. Um, and I actually followed uh, the advice of some of our glass and some of our glassers um, who said. Um, if there is a book on your TBR list uh, that you want to get to get it on hold at the library. Like I've been meeting this book that I just showed you parakeet by Marie, uh, Helene Bertino that you've been talking about. I've been meaning to read it for a while. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it on. I'm going to put a hold on it on, uh, on my Kobo and I got it. And I've just been reading a few chapters before bed every night. And it's great. Yeah. Lots of fire under your ass. And how difficult is it to do the library? This may just be me wanting to know this. I don't know if anybody else does, but the library, uh, you check it out and send it to the Kobo. How complicated is that? It's not complicated at all. Um, I hooked up my library car or like basically I logged into my overdrive account on the Kobo and the Kobo has like an interface where uh, you search for you put in the search for a book, but you can choose. Are you searching this book in the the Kobo store? Are you searching this book on overdrive? Oh, okay. So you don't go to overdrive. Okay. Yeah. And I, and it, um, it tells you if this book is available or not and you can put the book's on hold right on your Kobo. Mm, interesting. Which is what I've been doing, and it's really nice. Uh, it is, it's, I'm still getting used to the program, so it's a little bit buggy, I think. At least I had, like, there was a um, a book that I really wanted to get the ebook, or at least put on hold, um, and I kept putting it in, and it would say, hey, do you want to borrow this, want to put a hold on this? And I would click yes, and it would be like, there's been a problem. Bummer. You can't do this. Yeah. And it was only for that book, and it was driving me nuts, so that's part... I picked Parakeet because when I tried to do it with Parakeet, it was fine. So maybe it's just that particular book. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but I found it mostly really easy so far. Um, and I, I love it. I think great for folks who are um, who are looking for, uh, like, uh, I remember my friend Ace a really long time who came on the show because they have um, a mobility disorder and they have a hard time holding books for a really long time. If you're mm-hmm. a person who... Um, I, I can see now, now that I'm using a Kobo, why it's 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 so much lighter, it's so much easier to hold than a book. Um, so if uh, you are looking for something, uh, an e like you're looking for an alternate way to read, this is a great way to do that. Or if you want to make the font bigger, all all of those things, um, I think it's great. Uh, and do you and know no, if the Kobo they, has an unlimited? Like, is there like a you know a Kindle has unlimited where you can join for like ten bucks yeah, a month? And I you don't get know. Unlimited. I I haven't really. I know that there's. Something that I haven't explored is that the Kobo store, you can get like points and earn points on things. Hmm. Uh, but I I have like 6,000. I think you get a certain amount of points just by buying a Kobo. Ah, yes. But I haven't really dabbled into the Kobo store. Maybe I'll buy an ebook today just to test it out and see. Um, I, I, I will report back, but I don't think there's like a Kindle or like an unlimited program. I, I will do research and we can do a follow-up on it. Um, and we want to know, there are other types of e-readers. Obviously the Kobo yeah. and the, the Kindle are the two main ones, but there's the books e-readers, B-O-O-X. I know a few uh, listeners of the show have those. I think there's people who still have Nooks from Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But and we're also happy, always happy to test out things if there are any very rich people out there who want to buy us e-readers. I think the books e-readers are kind of expensive. Oh, there are um, e-ink tablets. I actually been maybe I'll, I might buy one of these anyway. So yeah, there's a few different ones, um, but we wanted to now that I am. Um, bi-textual uh, yeah. I wanted to uh, <laughs> we wanted to compare and contrast them a little bit um, and I don't know I, I, I don't really know what I can't say which one would be better for, for certain people you mm-hmm. know I think it's all um, I honestly most of the reason that I wanted to buy a Kobo is because because I know about Kindles and I don't know about Kobos and we'd never tried one before. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to be on this journey with you, Mallory. I'm excited to see where it takes you. <laughs> it's a real woman uh, on a journey I'll, I'll, experience. And so and one last thing that is both good and bad is that Kobo apparently at the Kobo store, you can sign up to support an indie bookstore every time you buy books. Um, but as several glassers in our Slack channel have noted, it's very difficult. Like you choose it when you make your Kobo account and I don't think you can actually change it. It's And what? they have That's made weird. it. Yeah, they've made it the interface pretty impossible and it's very difficult to access it. And as we, I noted in our episode that we did about buying eBooks, I don't actually know how, like I chose Skylight Books cause that's my old, old indie and I don't have an indie bookstore up here. Uh, if anyone lives in Palm Springs, please let me know, uh, or in the, uh, Riverside County area, please tell me your favorite indie bookstores. Cause I'm very interested. Um, uh, but I have like, they're like, Oh, supports indie bookstores. But I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. 10 cents, a dollar? Like what happens? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So they're not very clear about that. Um, so a lot of people are like attracted to getting a Kobo cause they're like, Oh, I can also support indie bookstores, but we, Kobo is not transparent about what exactly that means. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sort of the jury's out on that one, but yeah, I think these are both, um, both great options. Uh, just one last thing. There's been a few people who've written in to me like, I really want to get a Kindle, but I don't want to support Amazon. It's like, well, as we said in our e-reader episode, it's a little more complicated. Like, what if you buy a Kindle and then you support a ton of marginalized authors by with the e-books that you buy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are used Kindles, too. You can definitely buy them used. Actually, I think the one I'm using right now was used randomly. Um, refurbished? A refurbished Kindle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, but I think they're, from the sounds of it, I think they're both really good options. I think a Kindle, like the the Kobo Libra, I keep calling it a Kobo Libro, but it's a Kobo Libra, uh, is a little bit wider. I think the Kindle Paperwhite is a little slimmer and maybe a little bit easier to care, like fit in places. Mm-hmm. Although it's not very big, but see, it's just like it's a bit wider because it has this handle on the side. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I think uh, I, wow. I'd love to hear. Well, welcome, what folks think. one of us, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I've joined the world of of, of e readers. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from folks about their your e reader, especially if you use something other than a Kindle or a Kobo. We're very curious. Things you love about your e reader, things you don't love about your e reader. Um, and always, if it if you want us to test out some book tech, even if it's not an e reader, you could send your idea to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. We have a uh, Amazon wish list in our show notes with all kinds of stuff that Bria puts on all the time. Um, really fun things that we've been testing out. Uh, and as always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy reading glasses, tote bags, and shirts and stickers in the Maximum Fun store. There's also a link in the show notes. All things reading glasses are in the show notes. Just go to MaximumFun.org, find reading glasses, and there's a ep- there's a page for each episode that we do with links to everything in there all the books we talk about, all the things we mention. Um, 
And if you like the show and want to do something nice for us, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us reach more readers, helps us reach more listeners, helps advertisers get really excited about us. And then the advertisers want to give us money to talk about their stuff and we can feed our cats. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readingglassespodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for reading. reading.